Hey, welcome back. Welcome it feels back, like hey, such hey. a proud homecoming. <laughs> it has been back. too long. <laughs> it Pop has stars, been. it's been too long. But you, your boys are back. The boys are back in town. Yes, come on. And we have lots to talk about. There's yes. a lot going on. There's I- Per you, what's the, is that the catchphrase already? Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. There's so much going on right now. So, I mean, we have to hit everything. And I want to know what you've been doing while we've been away. They want to know what you've been doing. Yes. So, uh, we're, we're never going to talk about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Oh, gosh. Uh, Lil Nas X, what's been going on with yes. uh, Montero? Um, the talk also came back from hiatus this all week. All kind We're of TV. Talk about that. Okay, The Bachelor. Yes. And uh, Black Lady Sketch Show. Look, all of it. So, all okay, it. let's get into it. All right, we are back. Roll the intro. CP4. Can we can we get that hashtag Yes, CP4. CP4. Yes. That's catchy. No, CB4 was the Chris Rock movie, right? What movie? CB4. I think oh, that was... Oh, you mean the album? No, no, no. Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock. CB4. CB4? I don't know. What yeah, was... it was. It was CB4, the 1993 film. What was Chris it about? Rock. It was kind of like a... He was a... It's a comedy, but it, it was like a spoof, gangster spoof, all uh, of that stuff. Look it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but we are back. That is what's important for yes. season four of Cold Pop. Season four. Yes, I'm Trenton Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And we are here in our brand new and improved <laughs> studio. Lies. I am so excited. Don't try to... Don't... No, do not front me. I am not... No, we're not going to do that. Okay. New and improved studio. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? Oh, shit. Okay, new, new and improved studio. New and improved. Okay, yes. so Come this on, look, light. you know the vibes. Come all right, on, light. season four, they we got some lighting it in does here. Kind of feel like a studio. Now. Okay, now look, now because okay. you wanted to try to read. <laughs> I mean, whoa, you should have led whoa, whoa, with whoa, the lights. Whoa. No, hold whoa, on, whoa, mama. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. let's get it together before you try to read. <laughs> you should have led with the lights, not the studio. Listen, y'all, just for those who, because you can't see. I have completely changed the vibe here in our studio. We have installed some lights. We're really excited We've about gone season back to four. The 70s. And so we I mean we I mean the budget is crazy. So what do they say? So Tom, how the hell are you? <laughs> right. The budget for season four, y'all, is crazy. We pulling looks this year. We got lighting. Come on, budget. Everything. We actually have we're drinking champagne. We are, we are, because okay, okay, grab your champagne because we're toasting. Let me get a clink. Season Cheers four. To there my we divorce. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are we celebrating? My, my divorce. divorce. But no, um, we definitely have been missing all of you and interacting with all of you on social media. We've been um, getting all the love. And we appreciate all the love. Reading the comments. Thank um, you. But yeah, so we've been trying to 
kind of get ourselves back into it and we are finally here. I'm really excited. Um, and so, Marcus, what's been going on? A lot. <laughs> A lot. And okay. we're going to talk about some of it in our spill segment. I am leading this week's spill segment to kick okay. us off. But other than that, you know, just chilling out in this pandemic. I think when we last left everyone, it was right around Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe like the beginning of December. Right before the holiday, yeah. Yeah, and still in the pandemic, I will say I have gotten my first shot, Moderna Gang. Yes, this, Moderna Gang in, this in club. here. Um, go back to get the. Do second you want to recap that story? Oh my God! Yes, I think that we yes. should. Absolutely, because it changed oh my, my life. Okay, y'all. So I took Marcus with me to get his shot. Now my old man had went and um, went to a place where they were taking some walk-ins, and we went down there. And he was able to get the shot, told me that I could go around the same time as walk-ins as well. So right. I took Marcus with me. Now. So we're driving. We're driving. We're we driving. Everything is good. We are vibing. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell y'all where it's at. And I know my Chicagoans already. When I say <laughs> these cross streets, don't even. Mind you, I'm time. clueless to all of this. Marcus I'm like, was yeah. a little bit clueless. And I should have been a little the bit. We're going to get the vaccine. Let's go. I definitely just gave Marcus the address and that was that. And that I didn't that. really explain there anything There was no questions, no, no I, nothing. I, and you know what? Looking back, I can reflect, I was wrong. You, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you so were wrong. So, the clinic that we were at is actually on 72nd and Stony. Uh, so, for those who don't, oh, you know what? If you remember um, Moo and Oink, uh, it, it's right I've across the street from the Oink. old Moo and Oink. Okay. The one that now is like the Dollar Tree. Look at me. I really think you, I'm from Chicago. Chicago. I mean, you basically think, are now. You've been here for eight years. I really think I'm a Chicago. You're let Chicago. Me, let me calm down. You are okay, Chicago. Okay, let me stop. But no. So it's right across from there. That's where it was on 72nd and Stony. Now, we get in. Everything is going good. We are vibing. So tell the whole, so we get there and we have to stand in line. Yes. Because there's a lot of people there. There were a lot of people, yeah. And, but the line moves quick. And they so got it moving It quick. was like one line to the next line. Because that doctor was getting yes. them Getting the girls together. together. <laughs> getting the girls together. I was together like, sir, don't you need to be doing shots? Right. If you you could be making this faster by doing shots. But you can't be Ursher board and but preacher. He was, and, he was and head Ursher. And he was getting them together and he did okay so the line was moving everything is good we are vibing we are in line it's very important that you know that we were in line <laughs> okay there was two different lines if you're getting your first dose if you're getting your, your second, second dose, dose yeah. okay so we were sitting out there chilling everything in going line. good we're filling out forms hand using hand sanitizer everybody got their mask, mask on feeling on. good yeah okay i'm about to get the vaccine next thing we know we hear Literally, the entire office hits the ground. Y'all. Hits the floor. Now, like I said, I've been in Chicago for a little bit. <laughs> okay? I've seen people. I've seen a knife fight in CVS. <laughs> I've seen a couple of things. Marcus, <laughs> take us through your journey. So, let me tell you, the, the sound of, gun sh of alleged gunshots... <laughs> that could be heard wasn't something that you were like, oh, across the street or, oh, like down the block. I mean, like, l like someone was entering the building yeah. while it was loud. Going it off. was super, it, it, it was, was extremely loud. It was loud. 
I mean, enough so that everybody, I mean, immediately and when hit I the say, ground. Now, I'm, I'm going to, this is no joke. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I've witnessed, like, shootings before, unfortunately, but I've never actually been a part of a shooting, thank God. And the the gut reaction, I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's a black thing or what, but, like, in that moment, my mind was kind of like processing. I don't know what's happening, but at the same Child. time, I know what's happening. And so my gut instinct was to hit the ground. Yeah. And like go and hide behind a chair. Like and I, what I you put saw a right whole door. chair oh, people were crawling in front of me. People, honey, people were crawling, doing the elbow walk yeah, and all of that stuff. People were running into rooms. Yeah, it was a lot. Doors. It was a lot. And I could see that, yeah, it was, it was a little much, okay? It was a lot. So what happened? So everybody hit the ground, okay? Now we're all there for a little for a little period of time. I want to say maybe twenty seconds, maybe a little bit shorter than that, maybe okay, ten fi- to fifteen. Okay, no, 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 because what's name had to go outside and come back in. The doctor once again. The doctor who was getting people together. He said, "Not in my clinic." Yeah. He said, "Not in my clinic." The doctor was the one that went and looked. Came back and was like, "Okay, y'all, everybody, get up. It was a car. We're fine." And like the gasp and laugh the sigh that of relief. everyone let out, it was universal. And it oh was, my god, it was one of those experiences of everyone being black and having, having those. Yeah. Yes, having to go through those levels of yes. we know what to do. We, hit the ground. Yeah. And oh, then, okay. Um, Everything's good. Okay, LOL. Well, let's, let's laugh about, about it. it. Yeah. So that was <laughs> it. Was a transcendent experience, y'all. When I say. My heart literally, and, and this and this is how you know it's sad, because we've already this year witnessed so many mass shootings. Yeah. My mind immediately went there. And yeah. Like my heart skipped a like five beats. Oh, I, I'm, honey, I you probably had a heart attack. You I was shook. shook. We got back up. You shook. Uh, y- you couldn't let me hold anything. The way I was shaking, I was like, Trent, I, I was shook, shook too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna, I'm, Trent I was did shook a better too. job of, of hiding I was it shook, because but, yeah, I verbally were, let out a, bitch, shook, I'm girl. shook. You were not. You were like, okay. <laughs> I need a moment to like regroup. You were, you were a little done. Yeah. I, I was like, do I still want to be here right now? Like, I know we're close to getting our shot, but in this moment, you about to do risk I want to be right here? You said, look. Yeah. Forget this vaccine. So, like, okay. that's a moment I think will live with us forever. Will live with me minute. forever. Yeah, that was it was a nice little thing, a nice little memory we shared. But that's something that happened while we were gone. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, right? Um, um, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I mean, so much has gone on. I think at the top of my mind, because it happened has happened so recently. I think you know, I want. Everyone, I'm sending out my well wishes to DMX's family right uh, yeah. now. You know, that is that such, happened. you know, to yeah. lose a legend that young um, is always a tragedy and is always, you know, um, an eye opener. I yeah. think that that's really what it is, is like an eye opener. Um, I feel like he was someone who was transparent about the struggles that he yeah, had with addiction and yeah. how he was trying to work through that and, and had been sober for a long time. And, 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 and was also very vocal about his faith. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just all my heart and thoughts and prayers go out to uh, DMX's family. DMX, Same. rest in heaven. Absolutely. So. Um, so let's switch gears to okay. what were we watching over oh, this break and continuing to watch? It's so funny because I feel like the last time we talked, we were kind of talking... 
you were doing the comfort television. I was. And now I was. I'm doing the comfort television Yeah, now. you've definitely uh, transitioned. So I've popped back into some of like those old favorites while we've been away. Like? Um, so the real world, I'm currently right now watching uh, Real World Las Vegas. Definitely say Las Vegas. Um, and that's like my favorite thing. I like to show Marcus clips. Can y'all imagine, Trent and I had this conversation that while we were watching the real world, we thought that they were so old. Yeah, we thought that they were so grown. And they were 20. And now I'm like, I'm watching the real world now and I'm like, baby, somebody needs to be with these kids. <laughs> who is watching Babies. these kids? Yeah. like who, y'all got where's the alcohol and stuff around them. Like yeah. that is now, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but watching that, you know what? My favorite thing to kind of put on while I'm working in the background, Desperate Housewives. I was gonna say it's Desperate Housewives, isn't it? I love watching. The, I put the. I watch Desperate Housewives all throughout the week. So Monday through Friday, I'm usually watching Desperate Housewives. But I I know the story and I know the show, and so I could kind of follow along while working and stuff right. like that. So like that's just been good. something, some noise yeah. in the background yeah. that you're familiar with. But I have, I no, I have started a new show. Well, I just finished a new show. What? what? Well, I mean... Because I think you're forgetting another one that you forgot to bring up. Wait, which one? Temptation Island? Oh, yeah. I mean, I really don't tell people about that. Oh, okay. Because it's so bad. <laughs> I have... It, I have it's me and a friend that I have. Me and, me and my friend, we watch Temptation Island. And I'm not going to disclose who that friend is okay. because it is our, like, guilty pleasure. I really don't tell people I watch that show because it's so bad. I really don't. So. Okay. Why you just outed me? Sorry, um, whoopsie. But me and my friend, and we we talk to each other about the show. I've sent her, I've sent her notes on the show. Like oh, so emails. it's a girl. Interesting. We're narrowing sure. it down. Go for it. Uh, what else were you getting ready to say? There was something else you were watching. No. So there is one show that I've been really excited about. Um, that I actually I've been watching, but I just finished, and I've told you oh, to yeah. watch this show. Yeah, I because still got to. it is. Done so well. It is so good. So it's on HBO Max and it's called La Veneno. Yes. Okay. A lot of good uh, things about that show. This show, I mean, I laughed, I cried, I. Yeah, it, it, it really took me through so many levels and it's mm-hmm. done really well. Um, it is, La Veneno is a drama about the life of Christina. Rodriguez Ortiz or Ortiz Rodriguez. I hope I'm. I can't remember the order of the last names, but her name. Uh, also, her name was La Veneno, who yeah. was a TV personality in Spain. Um, was really popular in the early '90s um, as someone who was kind of out there and kind of being, you know, uh, brash and just loud and proud. She was a trans woman, and. She uh, started her career kind of on the show Mississippi, um, and she came on kind of as a as an initial story of just like trans prostitutes mm-hmm. um, in Spain. But that kind of skyrocketed her into having like more of a presence on the show, and then as well rolling into TV, movies, mm-hmm. music, all of those stuff. So she was a big personality in the early '90s, and it kind of talks about her kind of. Her birth all through her renaissance and transition to being a woman and then also um, kind of her demise. Mm-hmm. It is done so... Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to watch it. I, it's on my list. It is... So the thing I will tell you is that it is... Because it's about 
someone from Spain. It's in Spanish, right. but you can use HBO Max to watch the English version. I just said they have it dubbed. It. Yes, yeah, and okay. so they have it dubbed um, English for those two too. So, I, but I actually go back and forth because right. the language is so I'd beautiful. Just watch the Spanish um, version. Yeah, it's so beautiful, and then. They use like cartoons and they use, you know, little vignettes. It's it's a masterpiece. And I think that for those who watch it will find a really good story. Nice. So So I've been watching kind of the kind of the opposite, but Child, kind of we the know. same. Anything that you know, I like shit that's happened, that's real, that's true. Okay, whoa, 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 baby, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you were like I what I because during the pandemic, because so much was happening so quickly and so often, I needed an escape. And so I wanted to watch things that were fantastical or magical or animated yeah, or something you. just the, to just kind of shut out the outside world. And I've been doing that, but I've also kind of ter- transitioned as well because I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. Yep. And so one of the things I watched, first off, that I think everyone should go and watch because I thought it was very well done after watching the six-part series. It was okay. called Q Into the Storm, and it's about the QAnon conspiracy. Okay, so this is a docu-series? Yeah. It's, okay. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's called Q Into the Storm. HBO I, Max has the program. They have a lot right now. They do. I didn't. I knew about QAnon, but I didn't know like necessarily all of the ins and outs of why it existed and what it existed for and things like that. And that's basically what yeah, this documentary know. breaks down and okay. shows you who the power players are and even kind of allegedly um, discovers who Q is. And so that's pretty interesting as well. So I think you should definitely take a look at that. Shout the other, out to the Qs. No, not those Qs. Oh. <laughs> not those Qs. Um, the, the other documentary I'd say to watch, I just finished watching, it's called This is a Robbery, and it's about the oh. world's greatest art heist. Is this also on Netflix? Yes. Oh, no, this is on Netflix. The other yeah. one's on HBO Max. So, uh, okay. Q into the Storm was on HBO Max, so This is yeah. a Robbery is okay. on Netflix, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all I've that stuff was going on in the Boston area with the, the mobs and the gangs Child. and... All of that stuff. That it was really. That one was also. And you really don't well really want to know. I don't. I absolutely. I because knew as that's much how as I you get messed up. That's absolutely. how you start sleeping with the fishes. And you know what's funny? Like in the documentary, there were like police asking people about. Well, what do you know? And they were nothing. like, I don't know I nothing. I have no I was idea what you're bag. talking about. Nothing. And they were like, I gotta go. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse I said, me. I know that's right. They're like, I don't want no part of any of this. I, I don't said, know nothing. I was in the back. Not. I didn't see nothing. I have to go. Exactly. <laughs> So, but I thought that that was also a really good documentary to watch. And then I also watched um, that new movie just came out called Thunder Force with Octavia <laughs> Spencer and Melissa McCarthy. Shout it was out cute. to the girls. Shout out. It was cute. I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't necessarily like, oh man, this is a really good movie. It was cute. It was cute. It was funny. I thought okay. it was really funny. So I mean, the, you know what? I never saw Octavia as a no. like comedy but she definitely can, she, did she stretches her comedy muscles. She makes it a point. I mean, I to guess stretch the help was sort of comedy. No, I would I would not call that a was comedy. Was the help not comedy? I wouldn't call it a comedy. Am I being shady? I don't know. Maybe you thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was funny. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Was Octavia Spencer? Okay, so wait. Maybe Octavia Spencer's part in the Help rom-com. was a comedic role. You thought it was a rom com. <laughs> uh, the Help is a rom com. Oh, the no. rom com. I love it. No, them. but I think you know. 
kind of seeing her stretch her comedy muscles um, by doing things like this, like SNL. Yeah. Like these are steps of Good. just like her keeping like growing as relevant an actor. and fresh. And I and, definitely admire yeah. that and love that about her. The last thing I will say that we are going to be watching. Um, the Circle season two. Oh yeah, we do need to we start that. We need to start that. with the Circle. I've heard we some actually need to start already. that today. We will, because yeah. I've heard some good things about that already, but and some not so good things about the yeah. second season. But we need to start watching okay. the Circle season two. Well, actually, let's start that now. Let's take a break. Okay. And let's start Circle season two. Cool. We'll be right back. All right. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. So, what is it that you're trying to say? <laughs> Whether you're making a major announcement, branding or rebranding for your next business move, or capturing a special once-in-a-lifetime moment, let Jay Holloway Photography give life and artistry to your words. Come on, y'all better give us some life, Jay Holloway. <laughs> Trust the professional and creative visionary behind the lens. All photo shoots come complete fully edited photos, digital copies, as well as in-studio options that are available. So what do you need to do right now? You need to visit jhollowayphotography.com today to book your next session. Yep, that's J-H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y photography.com. Get to it, girl. I mean, it was all right. It was cool for what it was. It is what it is. You know, hey, so. Okay, y'all, we are back, and it is time for our most beloved segment. It is, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would definitely have to say so. Um, it is our... Signature segment. Wait, signature se yes, yes, signature. Yes, signature. Clearly, you rusty. You've no, 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 because <laughs> signature is fizz or flat. I was going to okay. say this is our beloved, most beloved segment. Let's workshop Okay. That. And this is a segment entitled, Woo Child. This is the time where Marcus and myself go down the top pop culture moments of the week and the things that made us say, Woo Child. Marcus, you're up first. All right. The first Woo Child moment we're going to talk about today is, of course, a big Woo Child, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, yeah, so the U.S. government and the CDC... Uh, recommended to pause um, all distribution of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, I'm going to read you something from the New York Times. This is coming from the New York Times, and it was published on April 13th. It basically says, Injection, Injections of the Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine came to a sudden halt last Tuesday after federal health agencies called for a pause in the vaccine's use as they examine a rare blood clotting disorder that emerged in six recipients. Now, all of the six recipients were women and between the ages of 18 and 48 and all developed the illness within one to three weeks of receiving the vaccination. Jesus. Now, if you remember, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a one-shot vaccine, so you mm -hmm. don't have to go back for a second yeah. one. Um, one woman in Virginia died and a second woman in Nebraska has been hospitalized yep. in critical condition. Yeah. And no men have been affected. No. Yeah. So that's the thing that some people are calling for, which is I think is pretty interesting. Because mm -hmm. uh, some people are trying to call 
it to say, oh, well, maybe this should be a man's only vaccine. And I'm like, well, well no, I feel like down. we can't. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not the way to go because it's still very early. Let's just and... pause it and figure out what's going on with right. it. Like, right. let's just do that. I do know a lot it's of the officials still say, yeah. Vaccines from women. A lot of the officials still say that the vaccine is still safe and that they're only pausing it temporarily while they try to figure out and collect some more data on this. And then um, Anthony Fauci, who with the Centers of Disease Control, um, said that they're hoping to make sure that the vaccine gets back into distribution and circulation as soon as possible. Um, uh, Joe Biden also said, let me also put this in there as well. Joe Biden also said that they have enough vaccine of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine Child. to still vaccinate everyone. Oh, yeah, in no, they did say that. Yeah. And so let's make that so happen. Still, if you're looking to get the vaccine, please still go and do that as you should to help protect yourself. And I know that this is also what my worry is is that, that there is going to put this. This kind of stigma over getting the vaccine right. and people right. not wanting to do it. Saying, and y'all, you see what look, happened? See okay. What happened, and I yeah. just, you know, at this point, if you're not comfortable with Johnson & Johnson, once the pause is lifted, go Moderna, go Pfizer, get it done so that we can all be on one accord and at a, and at a better place. Yeah. Um, just, you, you already know, because you know us. Yeah, you know I do, us, but you please, know how we do. Go so. get the vaccine. Um, the last thing I want to add to that before we move on okay. is just that it says that more than um, this is again from the New York Times article. More than seven million people in the United States have received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine shot vaccine so far and another 10 million doses have been shipped out to the states, according to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So woo child to that. I hope they figure out what's going on Please. and are able to fix I hope it. You get it together. Um, the AstraZeneca vaccine also had some issues very similar to the Johnson and Johnson dealing with the blood clots. That's not even registering on my list <laughs> right well, now. What is the one they use in Europe? Yeah. So, so AstraZeneca, best of luck. <laughs> but woo child. All right, what do you got? Okay. This okay. This one that I'm about to do right now. Just hold on is going to be the Wu Chow for me is how I want to kick this off. Okay. Because this couple has definitely made oh, me say okay. Wu Chow a couple of times. I'm exhausted. Jennifer Lopez and A and um A Rod, so J Lo and A Rod um have officially split. Okay. For real, for real this time. For, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. For real for real. For real for real this time. <laughs> Alright. And so the couple um, has recently called it quits. Um, TMZ is reporting on this with this video of Did you Ale- see? Of I A-Rod saw it. I went to his story and I saw I went to his IG story I said, and saw it. I did. Wait. I looked. I said, okay, so are you are you trying to be messy? Yeah, are so you sad? Are you trying to get her back? This is a mess. I mean, okay, so he has like a shrine. So TMZ has posted this video of A-Rod's shrine to J-Lo. It's like a, he's got like Pictures set up, and he has a blue heart around. I'm looking at it now, and it's like pictures of them, pictures of her and the kids. He also also had a picture of her as Selena. Oh, there's a picture of, um, it says Jennifer and Alex with a heart Mm -hmm. um, and a little arrow through it. But then he has like a little blue heart at the bottom of it, and it says at J-Lo, which is cute. I thought that that was actually cute. But apparently 
they're now officially done. So we know that the couple has been engaged for quite some time. I think they got engaged um, back in 2019. And back in March of 2019, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they were supposed to have the wedding, but then COVID hit. And so they were like, no. But then in March of this year, mm, there, there were, were rumors of like, oh, they're not together. And then yeah. they were like, what are you talking about? We definitely are together. And now they're not. It's like, okay. I mean, we're done. So I'll say this: the pandemic does has done something to everyone. It is a life. Is it the pandemic, or is it you know J Lo does not want a man? I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) I'm gonna say it's the pandemic. And I'm not. Maybe it realized that you know things that you thought didn't fit. No. And so maybe like spending so much time with that person, and now you really realize it. Like, damn, maybe this is not what I want. Listen, J-Lo is not taking anything off any man. You hear me? I, I agree with I that. Feel like, I feel independent. like J-Lo has like a independent one-strike rule. Oh, you think? Okay. I do. I feel like she's like, you mess up one. You see me? I'm J-Lo. Okay? <laughs> you mess up. All you got to do is mess up once and you're out you're of out here. out of there. Okay? I mean, hey, know your worth. Know yourself. Know your worth. J-Lo runs it in her house. She probably does. Okay? She probably does. And if you want to step out of line, you can go. You can step out with your bags. Honey, she's sent many a man packing. It's better to go and send for your luggage. Right. <laughs> Somebody, we can always send for your luggage. You always send um, for your luggage. But this is a mess. So what I'm trying to figure out is, with this little shrine, what is he trying to do? What do you think? That's what I was asking. I'm like, is he just sad? Is he praying that she comes back? Is he back? emotional? Is he trying to win He's her back? He's trying to manifest is this. Is he trying to prove something? It's very ambiguous, but I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily really care about this story. And he has, oh, but this was the other thing too. The song he was playing in the little oh, video, yeah. Fix yeah. You by Coldplay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying out of this one. Child, so, I, yeah, anyway, this is definitely a woo child for me. Woo child. Um, well, I, we will definitely figure out what happens. I, I, J-Lo needs to do a full story on just her and her. That could be a book on its own. I'm sure it's something. J-Lo's relationships. Out. Let's go down the list. So it was Chris Judd. Chris, the, the dancer. dancer. It was Diddy. Let's go to Diddy. And then we'll go to Diddy. Then Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. And then okay. A-Rod. And then a Like, these are some powerful... These are some heavy hitters coming to in here. To be fair, though, Jennifer Lopez and Diddy never got married. No, they didn't get married, but they were definitely a thing. But she did... Did she get married to Chris Dunn? I think so. I think she did marry that man. And Ben Affleck and her got married. I don't know. Or maybe they were just dating. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, you ain't even got to get married because her and A-Rod didn't get married. Like, these yeah, are just like her... True. These men that she has these, like, very, like, high-profile relationships with and then just be like we've been rocking i feel like it is like you mess up once and you you are out you know who i really like okay i am j-lo <laughs> i was in hustlers i'm selena i was in selena <laughs> i'm gonna say selena i really liked mark anthony i still do i think mark anthony was and maybe is the one for her oh, okay i was gonna thought she was gonna say ben affleck he's a mess no i said and I, they have twins I mean, Mark Anthony, I don't know. I'm sure she probably saw a side of Mark Anthony that was, like, out of control. We always think of Mark Anthony as, like, this very, you know, romantic crooner. Well, I mean, they co-parent, so I think it ended amicably. 
I think. Yes. I don't know. You don't know. I, and you know what? Like I'm I gonna said, stay out of her business. It's a one strike rule with her. Yeah. I already know. Well, can I be on J Lo? Can I get, get like J Lo? <laughs> so long. Uh, anyway, Alex. <laughs> All right, A Rod. Yeah. See you later, Bye. Marcus. What do you? What else do you have? Okay, so my next one. Let's talk about the talk. Now, the talk. Ooh, the okay. Daytime talk show. There's so many talks in that. Uh, so they recently right. just came back from hiatus after a very uh, controversial Public, episode. nasty, messy. Well, I mean, like, it wasn't nasty and messy on Cheryl and uh, Elaine's it, you part. You know what? But no. It was, it ended up being, yes. It, it, it did end up being that. So, oh, so, hold, so, before, what happened was the, the, after the, the, the Megan... Yeah. And, you're right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Get it right. Get Anyways, it right before you want to read. I'm getting it together. So after the Megan and Harry interview with Oprah that you know went viral and right. everyone watched on that Sunday, Piers Morgan went on Good Morning Britain and basically said Megan was lying and that he didn't believe her and he didn't believe that she tried to commit suicide and just didn't wasn't buying any of the story. And we know that Piers was upset because him and Megan used to be talk. friends. Well, apparently they used to be I'm friends, and talk. he asked her on a date, and she said no, or ghosted him, I guess. Right. And that's alleged. I don't know if that's been proven. I think it's true. But he uh, basically was just, you know, was always coming from Megan's neck. Like, every time Megan would, something would happen to Megan, he was always coming from Megan's always. neck. And so then finally, Alex Beresford, who is the black um, anchor on Good Morning Britain, and also very fine. Are you black? <laughs> He, he's mixed, but oh, okay. he, yeah, he's black. He's cute. Um, very fine. But he came to Megan's defense and was like, Pierce, you can't do that, you know? Yeah. And so Pierce ended up walking out and then ended up quitting Good Morning Britain. However, to say I say all that to say, Sharon decided to go on the talk the next that's her day friend. because Pierce is her friend and defend Pierce Morgan. And to that, uh, Cheryl called her out for it and then... Sharon tried to play the victim and was like, I'm not, you calling me racist? I'm not racist. I'm right. racist bone in my body. And then basically started trying to like blame Cheryl. Meanwhile, Elaine is sitting over there being what shut was, down What as did well. she say? She was like, don't even, don't you even start. Yeah, what she did was she like, say? And she was like, oh, don't start crying because yeah, don't you dare you're start not crying. the victim. She was like, don't you dare start crying. You're like, not the Sharon, victim. I've never seen this side of Sharon. Sharon didn't even talk like this to her kids. <laughs> Okay, on the Osborne. Sharon didn't even talk like this to her children. So, so after that whole drama, because it obviously went viral because everybody watched it, uh, the talk decided to go in hiatus to, you know, kind of deal with the issue, which of after an investigation led to Sharon being fired or stepping down. However, regardless of whether she was fired or stepped down, she got a nice. She got a nice check. She had a nice She check. said, y'all going to pay me out. Yeah. And they said, okay, we'll, so, we will pay you out to get so out of here. probably what they did. They paid her out of her contract yep. and sent her on her way. Um, and so then the talk came back this week, and they led with an episode that was moderated um, by a doctor. I forget his name. But this is the thing, Mark. Oh, we, Dr. Donald E. Grant. That's but before name. we even get there, you can't gloss over the period of time when she, in which they were on hiatus which added to the mess. Yeah. That is when you yeah. have people saying, that's when Sharon came out and was like, oh, well, the producers got Sharon and this one to, to like, gang up on me yeah. and to ask questions that were not, she was like, we all had uh, 
cards where we all saw the questions, but these questions were not anywhere. No one saw these questions. These were, these were secret things that they tried to put out there. That's what Sharon said. And then, and then Holly Robinson P came out and was like, I can attest Sharon is racist and mean. Here's the email receipt. That's what I'm saying. It. So it's like all Her of this and, stuff. Um, Leah, what's, what's the Leah? The Leah, Leah Remini. Yeah, Leah Remini. Yeah. Both Because they both got fired after the first season. And so that happened and then you have on the other side of that Cheryl Underwood saying like I've reached out to to Sharon. She thought Sharon was her friend. She was like I thought we were friends. I'm you know I'm texting her trying to figure out and And just getting at the whole time it's adding and it's building this up. The people at the top know what they're doing. Well, so hold on. So th- now back to the first episode this week. They know what they're doing. Elaine came out and said, she was like, and I want to address head on this rumor that Cheryl and I were pitted to gang up against right. Sharon. She said, that is not true. She's like, that could be nothing further from the truth. She said, there was nothing on my cards about this. This situation came out of nowhere and we did our best to walk this tightrope that all black women have to walk and all black people appear have to walk in the workplace and they tried to be respectful even though that they were being constantly disrespected by Sharon that's what Elaine said and so I was like oh we get into the team now like okay Elaine because Elaine hasn't said anything she wasn't playing and she said you know what she said I'm going to show you better than I can tell you yeah and so I just want to say that that was a very very crazy 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 experience but the talk is back sans Sharon and Allegedly, someone will be coming in to fill her spot. Who do you think they're going to get? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really watch the talk. Somebody in their late 60s. <laughs> no, it's a definitely a young... Well, I guess Sharon and... Sharon is 68. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sharon is 68, so I'm thinking... Julie Chen is not young either. How old is she? I don't know. She was... But Julie looks good, though. Older as a young... As and a, so does Sharon. Um... But I'm trying to think, like, somebody who would be in that age, you know, like a, the Barbara, she's kind of like trying to be like the Barbara Walters-esque Julie Chen presence. is 51. Okay, so yeah. 17 years, okay. Well, Carrie Ann and Nava is 53. She's on the show. Okay. we had no, I haven't heard anybody close to 70. Anyways, I will say that's a woo child for me. <laughs> All right, what else Definitely. you got? Okay, okay. So the the next thing that I want to talk about um, has been a long time in the making. The Fire Festival. Oh. oh, gosh. I know that everyone has seen, there's been those two documentaries on, on the yeah. Fire Festival and all of those things. Well, finally, now in 2021, nearly four years after this whole um, festival that was basically made up. Was this 20s, what, 2017? Yeah. 2018? Wow, that long yeah. ago already? Yeah, 2017. Um, so, it's like four years after this, they had this, this made-up festival in which people were kind of getting ready for this big music festival and going to have this kind of very nice Coachella-esque experience, and then they get there, and it's nothing. Uh, there's nothing, there's no food, there's no tents, there's, there's no, doggy bags there's no stars, there's no concert. <laughs> there's no okay? nothing. Right. And so basically after that, and the, you have these people overseas, the, uh, the, the event was supposed to be held in the Bahamas. Um, and so now after that, they've taken everyone that was involved to court. Okay. Um, okay. and received a payout. Now, let me, I just want to make sure that the numbers are right, okay? 
So there were 277 ticket holders that got together um, from the event and wanted to take these people to jail. Now, when I say the people, I'm talking about Billy McFarlane, who was the festival founder, who was over this, okay? And it's kind of been the face of this whole fire Festival fiasco. Him, along with Ja Rule, yeah, okay? I was going to say, don't who forget Who was Jeffrey. another partner in this. I mean, and they've had a... I mean, this one is only for the 277, but out on top of that, they've had dozens of lawsuits, okay? When um, the New York Times actually reports on this, and it's talking about Billy McFarlane, who's currently right now in prison. Uh, yeah. Okay? He had to serve a six-year sentence um, for wire fraud. Mm. Okay? Um, and then he, he had, like... Because he money. But, the, I mean... This this thing is at this point, it's it's way over what the festival was even going to be. This settlement in itself mm-hmm. w- reached two hundred two uh t- not two hundred excuse me two million dollars. And so, how much did each person get out of the settlement? Which rate? Um, it's seventy two twenty. So seven thousand two hundred and twenty dollars is what each ticket holder is going to get change. out of this. Okay, but there's been a couple of others now. Definitely, Farland has already filed bankruptcy. I don't know how they're going to get this money. I don't know how they're going to make it happen. I'm but, sure it was like a liquidation of his assets and things like that, and that's probably how they're probably going to have to pay for some of it if it doesn't cover the whole $2 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out. But I think what this is going to do is that it's even going to have more, more people coming in with lawsuits. And oh, then absolutely. these lawsuits getting... People winning these lawsuits. I don't know how he's going to get himself out of this. And I don't know how Ja Rule is uh, going to get himself out of this. Well, as so, the great Nene Leakes used to say, you never win when you're dirty, child. You never win. I mean, just think. Okay, so this so this fair, which sold... So this this one only covers 200, uh, 227 or 277, sorry. People? People. Okay. But, I mean, think, Mark. There were more I mean, than that. This festival sold over 8,000 yeah, tickets. Yeah, and sold out. Okay. Yeah. It sold over eight thousand tickets. Can you imagine if all eight thousand of them sue? I mean, like, so if I was one of the people who hadn't been on the lawsuit, I would definitely be creating a new one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I was wrong as well. Had me out there uh, camping. Yeah, I, I mean, I I have no clue how this is going. <laughs> I have no clue how this is going to um, turn out. If you haven't seen the documentaries, there's one on there's Netflix yeah. and there's one on Hulu. Yeah. Okay, that both talk about this, but I forget. I think I like the Hulu one more than the Netflix one. I don't remember. Or I, I it's been so long since I've watched them. Because I watched both of them back to back. I oh. don't remember which one I liked more. Yeah, I don't remember either. But this, I mean, this whole thing is definitely a Wu Chow moment. Wu Chow. Yeah. All right, well, I've got a quick woo child for you that you'll probably have something to say. Okay. Uh, this is involving Idris Elba and his starring role in Luther on the BBC. Uh, so this past week, uh, the BBC's diversity chief made headlines claiming that the show didn't provide an authentic portrayal of a black man. Now, this is, wow. coming, this is coming from NME.com. And basically, they're saying Luther star Idris Elba 
has appeared to respond to a recent drama surrounding the diversity of the BBC show. Earlier this week, BBC's diversity chief Miranda Whalen criticized the crime drama, saying it didn't provide an authentic black lead character. Excuse me? Citing reasons including that Luther doesn't have any black friends and doesn't eat any Caribbean food. Whalen wrote, when it first came out, everybody loved the fact that Idris was in there, a really strong black character lead. What are your thoughts? Well, wait. What are the race of these people saying he's not black enough? Are they black? What do you think? I really don't think that they are. (laughs) Well, I mean, clearly they're not black. But this is the thing that I'm going to say. While While we do have some shared experiences, like, black people are not a monolith. Like, let's stop with this. He doesn't have any black friends. Okay, well, maybe because of where he's grown up, that's not not a thing that's afforded to him. Okay, so pause. Miranda Whalen is black. Miranda, we, (laughs) sis, we have to stop doing this. We cannot do, Uh, oh, he doesn't eat Caribbean food. Like, while that is, while that might, while kind of portraying some of those things on the show might make the experience a little bit more lived in for you, doesn't necessarily mean or question his authenticity as a black man. I don't know why she would say... This sounds like kitchen table talk, Miranda. I don't know why she would say this. I don't... Yeah, I can't get with this. This sounds just very... It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not black enough. It's just not... It's not authentic. It's not authentic to your experience. So, here's my thing. I... I'm trying to understand what she said, so maybe let me just flip it. A I'm just saying bit. we have to stop. I'm just saying we have to kind of stop. So now that I know the experience right. down. Now that I know that she is black, when she's saying it didn't provide an authentic black lead character, maybe she's talking from a place of the show needs to do better to hide to um to. To better represent what black who and what black people are. Okay. Because now that we can that get behind. Scene makes, because again, citing reasons including Luther doesn't have any black friends and doesn't eat any Caribbean food. So what if she's talking from a standpoint of y'all need to why do are more y'all putting this lead black character here and not that would be him better. I, I could I could actually get behind that. Maybe she was saying it like that. I'm not defending her or the comments, but I, I'm trying to look at it from that standpoint because I could see if it's a no. I haven't black read character, this, so I'm like, and he has no black family or no black friends. Like, is he really a, a, a well thought out black character? So, from a writing standpoint, I guess I kind of get it, but at the same time, I don't think this is probably the way to go about it. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, if it's that, then okay, I can understand that. Show Luther production do better right like yeah, these around. are the things but like i feel like if it's coming from a, sp- a space of you know idris or whoever this character is based on is not black because that, i'm sure that that is somebody's experience right this is also me after never seeing the episode of Luther. I just, i've never watched this either. <laughs> so what if luther's like what i was gonna put on the end of what if luther, gonna... what if luther was like a black panther militant <laughs> black man with no black friends and <laughs> eating kale every day. I don't think he... I, I forget what Luther's about. I have but no I've clue. Never... <laughs> I'm just saying. What if it was that? What if he was, like, in charge of, like, African-Americans... He was a professor of African-American studies. 
with no black friends and refuse to eat spicy food or ethnic food. I'm going to look this up while you go on to your next Wu Child because I want to know what Luke No, I'm about. done. I oh, am done? done. I have no more. Well, okay, there was one that we could talk about, but I feel like this segment is running so long. It's our first episode back. People want to know what's going on. The they only thing that I was going to talk about is Lil Nas X and yeah. his team. And the video and the Can song. Can we get the team together? Because while Lil Nas X released this, you know, very popular but much, much talked about video of Call Me By Your Name, um, it, which kind of shares with him kind of giving the devil a lap dance and sliding on a stripper pole down to hell. Um, there have been a couple of things that have happened recently that have been making me think like, wait. Lil Nas X, let's get the team together. You, because you are you're wilding out right now. He got a number one song off of it. So he had the number one song, but then there was almost a question of his song being snatched they, from they Apple did. Music and they Spotify. Did. They took the video. That I think they took it down. I don't know. There's been no like announcement as to why. Well, no, no, no. So there was an announcement as to why. But Billboard let us know that it actually was not going to be snatched, and so. Little Nas X, and it was earlier this week. I can't remember what day. Let me look that up really Why quick. Why would they even try but, to snatch it? Though? Well, he was like, "Everyone, please stream." I did see that. Um, Call me by your name as many times as you can today. They're trying to remove the song from, you know, right. from streaming services. And then people actually responded to him on Twitter with like, "This song is not available in your country. Or this yeah. song is not available in your region." I did see that. Um, and so there was this whole thing of like, wait. Um, what is going on with this? And Billboard actually came out with a um, with a statement to let us know they were like, actually, it's not being it's not being removed from streaming services, um, and that there was there was like, well, hold on, let me let me just read this actually from okay. Billboard because I want to make sure that this is right. Okay, because he, he was at. Look, Lil Nas X was like telling people, he was like, if this, if it gets pulled, I'm putting it on Pornhub. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> he was like, I'm putting it on Pornhub. And that is just how we're going to rock with this. Okay. But Lil Nas, uh, Billboard, sorry, excuse me. Billboard put out the single and they were like, we can confirm that the song is not going to be removed. And this was on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. So last Wednesday. The yeah. four, yes. Last Wednesday. Um, and that it would continue to be number one on Billboard streaming songs chart. So whatever happened, they figured it out. I guess his team did figure it out. What was there so to they, figure out? I'm not sure. I don't even know. That's what I'm so confused on. But you know, a lot of people have been putting in a lot of like little hate on Lil Nas X. Um, so that's new. So we had this situation happen, but we also had the situation with those shoes. Do you remember yeah, well, the, the Nike? The shoes were wrong. The shoes he shouldn't have done. But that's what I'm saying. Like, where's your team? Cause yeah, I mean, it's, obviously his team was there. Sis, like y'all, <laughs> like, can we please get somebody, to be, the Maybe. lawyer, to make sure that everything is good, everything is good to go. I don't know if we'll ever really figure out what happened with this being temporarily removed. Um, but now it's back and it's at number one, even though it was temporarily temporarily removed. Mm-hmm. Um, but just definitely a moment to be like. Ooh, child, not Lil Nas X. Yeah. 
Let's get your stuff together, baby. Also, on a side note, I did look it up. So Luther is a psychological crime drama. And it says, DCI, John Luther is a near-genius murder detective whose brilliant mind can always save him from the dangerous vi- from the dangerous violence of his passions. I don't know what that means, but there. Go off, sis. Okay. <laughs> okay, the last thing I want to talk about in our Wu Chow segment, uh, because you guys are getting a robust... Yeah, this you, is a lot. Child segment. But this is the thing that's been on everybody. This, everything. Let's talk about Colton Underwood, The Bachelor. No, let's not. We've got to talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about Billy Eichner <laughs> clocking being, him being years ago. Being the pro- clocked. He Billy Eichner clocked him. him years ago and said, Shout Mama. Out. Yeah, he said, you should try being gay. Sis, it's sis, a lot of do fun. Do you know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> he did. Like, clocked. So... Let's talk about it. Colton Underwood came out as gay this week. He was uh, The Bachelor. The Finch Jumper. On the 23rd season. Um, and he came out on Good Morning America to Robin Roberts. However. This was the guy that is infamous for jumping the fence. When Cassie did not want to be with him, he was the one that took off. And uh, the host. What's the host's name? Uh, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. No, is it? Yeah, Chris Harrison. I thought that that was like to catch a predator. No, Chris Harrison is the host of uh, The Okay, Bachelor. well, anyway. Uh, oh, that's Chris Hansen. Yeah. Okay, but Go he, home, was, he, he was going after him, and basically he cleared this big, tall-ass fence. Yeah. Um, or gate. It actually was a gate. They yeah. called him the fence jumper, but it's really a gate. So, also, this was the season where Colton was the virgin bachelor. And had Child, like never yeah, had that sex. Was, and that should have been the clue one. <laughs> that should have been a wait. So I just wanted to put that context no, in I'm there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Being a virgin's okay. So what happened the reason why there's a lot of it talk doesn't mean anything. and controversy about this is because number one, um, the girl that he ended up choosing on The Bachelor, uh, they got engaged, but she's they're of course now no longer together. He was accused, and so first he got a restraining order put right. against him from her. Cassie was and then not he was having it. Also accused of putting a tracking device on her car, car. Mm-hmm. Um, which was and some, maybe some other small domestic uh, altercations or something like that. Child, he was doing everything. Yeah, he, was, he's, he sent her like harassing text messages, and yeah. then he sent himself har- harassing text messages and trying to say, "Oh, somebody's texting." Both of us. It's it, just a lot. A mess. And obviously come to find out he was dealing with a lot, which I mean is no excuse. Um, and so now he's come out as gay and he in the Robin Roberts interview, he said that there's a period of time to where like he would go to bed and hope that he wouldn't wake up. Yeah, um, that's, that's And it was just, tough. you know, very, very hard to come to terms with being his true authentic self. I think this is also noted to say in this season, the reason why he was a virgin is because he was obviously very religious and a devout Christian. That was also part of the bachelor season. Church queen. So that the religion will mess you up every time from living your authentic self. No, um, no, it don't. For not some, every time. For some people. Not every time. For some people. Because I, I know God. I know Jesus. I know and his name my is heart. Jesus. <laughs> but, so the other, this is the part that I wanted to talk to you okay. about. So beyond all of the all, the domestic altercations, things that were happening, which is also a serious, serious topic. And then 
put that on top of Colton coming out as gay. But now the LGBTQ community, our community, the gay community is upset because former Bachelor Colton Underwood landed his own show on Netflix, which is going to be an unscripted reality series coming out as gay. Um, the project will focus on Underwood living his life as an openly gay man. Gus Kenworthy will appear on the series as his gay guide. I don't believe that. No, it's already been in Gus filming. needs to. Gus needs like, to Gus separate himself from this. Like, Gus just came out like two, two three Gus years ago. Gus needs to ago. separate himself from what? this immediately. Just, so first off. Gus is, hey, Gus's team. Hey, Gus's team. Let's. Let's get him away from this as soon as possible. First this off, this is a ticking time bomb. Gus, why Gus? Can, like, I mean, at least could it, number one, could it at least have been an older queen, like someone who was experienced to be a guy? I nominate Ross Matthews. But number two, why does he even have the show? Why right. does he even he have the show? He shouldn't even have a show. Yeah, this but should this not is, be. You a know thing. what? This is the thing that this they love. This was the same. I'm not going to, it's not the exact situation and it's not the exact same thing, but this is very reminiscent of the whole Caitlyn Jenner movement of how we just kind of all got together and kind of put this whole thing in of, um, let's, let's roll out the red carpet and things like that. Right. My, my initial question is... Why did we have to make a public statement about you being gay and you coming out? Like, why is that something? That's because he had big? the show already, and so he wanted to capitalize on both. Like, can't, why can't you just go live authentically and live your life out in? It's not like it's you are not to the level of celebrity that is going to be like, wait, we what? Care. What's going on? <laughs> like, you could have went on and lived your life, bro. Yeah, that's true. And just did your thing. But he's got a show to now promote. You, like and you're using this you're using this discovery of your identity when you to me honestly and I'm going to say it cancel me if you want you always knew who you were you always knew it and now it's like okay how can I leverage this so I'll to put myself out here in a in a um in a light that's going to get me a show and that's going to kind of keep me on air and in the public eye I agree with the fact that I think he definitely knew who he was. I think the struggle was with accepting that. And that's what took so much time. And, you know, we've all had our own struggles and we've all, I mean, far be it. I will never chastise or criticize him for coming out because I'm glad that he did. I'm not saying come, I'm not saying you can't come out. I'm right. saying why make it on such a public no, stage? No, because he has a show to promote. I keep telling you this. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah. okay, then this, this, is, so, this is not authentic. To be clear, like, I agree. I think he always had an inkling. I think he said this. I think he said in the interview also, like, since the age of six, he always knew he was different. Maybe you're gay. Like it's fine. Like we've all been there. Like we understand that, and I understand that it took it takes time to come to terms and to fully accept your true, authentic self. I love that for him, and I'm glad that he's been able to come to that conclusion. Welcome to the family. I think where I get a little like, uh, this is a little much, is the fact that like, okay, now you had to do a big national announcement about it and then right after it the rollout of the show that you know i'm not going to watch is on there and i I, the last thing i want to say is that i've seen a lot of comments online and i sort of align myself with these is that there are a lot of other queer uh binary transgender uh people of color 
who need their own show and will probably be a better fit. Let's to kind forget. Of let's forget help. this show. Let's do another season of Style in Hollywood. Well, hello, hello. Like, let's not even hello? do this. Like, let's just get another Jason of uh, another season Jason of and Jason Adair. Adair. What did Cam Newton say? Hello. Yeah, like that's where I'm, I'm at. I'm so like, upset that they got canceled. So, like, I, I want another I mean, season. But this is kind of you know this is always hot. This is what's. Woo child. White men. I'm and see, I didn't even go down white that men, road. White men in crisis. I didn't even go down that road, but uh, white men in crisis. Uh, this is what it is. So, okay, let's wrap this up. This is going okay. on a lot. Yeah, time. no, let's definitely. We need to take a break because yes. you guys need a break. Go get a cocktail. We're gonna. Get I'm back. gonna get another cocktail. Yeah, because it's about to get deep. So <laughs> let's let's just everybody go get a cocktail, and we will be back with our spill segment. And we are back. Yes. All right. So, it is time for our spill segment. And it is my week. It would be nice if we come up with a little jingle or something for spill. Spill. This is Spill. I don't know. I can't really <laughs> sing right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. My vocals are not. My vocals are not where they were at before the pandemic. You just need to warm up. You yeah. need to warm up again. Mm. Don't do it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this week's topic, we are going to talk about what is your purpose. Ooh. Um, and this is a this topic. Is, okay. That Ooh. hits very okay. close to home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm going to share. We're going to do a little bit of a story time. I'm going to share okay. a little bit. I think I have, I I think in 2021, I wanted to do a better job of being transparent to a point. <laughs> Obviously, I understand that. Some of my business is my business. Hello. And y'all need to stop being nosy. <laughs> Hello. Um, but I did want to share a little bit about my struggles uh, in the pandemic. You know, I mean. Yeah. 2020 was a really tough year, and I think it put a lot of things into perspective for me, but also brought up a lot of questions about what my worth is and what my purpose is and what it is that I want to do. You know, I'm 32 years old and, you know, I I really want to get settled into my career and, you know, really start kind of pushing boundaries in that area. Okay, talk to me about Um, this. Come on. So... I don't think I said this last year. Maybe I did mention it in passing, but I got laid off because of the pandemic last year. Um, I won't say for when, because I'm still a little embarrassed by that, but I will say that I got laid off um, and am currently still unemployed at the moment. I don't think I've ever said that out loud publicly. Like, if people ask me, I'll tell you, you know, yeah. you know me, but it's not something that I just share. Okay. Um During that time, I made it a point that I wanted to get refocused and reoriented on, you know, what my passion was in my career. Um, And that being journalism, you know, Mm -hmm. I um, have carved out a career for myself as sort of like a digital journalist. And so I've done a lot of hosting of TV programs, anchoring shows, also doing some reporting, um, creating online shows for for different mediums and different brands and stuff like that over the years. Which is a tough industry. A, a very tough industry. But I had made it a point because I felt like I took a detour um, 
2019, 28, technically 2018, um, I, I took a detour in my career because I needed work and it was okay. a well-paying job and yeah. it was still in the media industry, but on the other side of the camera. Um, and it, it wasn't necessarily something that I had my heart set on on doing long term, obviously, uh, but it, it was a, a means to an end because, you know, bills needed to be paid. Yep. Uh, but unfortunately, that job came to an end because of the pandemic, and it gave me a chance to really sit down and think about what it is I wanted to do and how I wanted to continue my career. Um, within that time, you know, I put a huge uh, reorientation on journalism and mm -hmm. going after reporting gigs and TV gigs again and being back on camera yeah. uh, because I felt like and still feel like that I am really good at that and something that I thrive in and am very creative in. Um, sorry, there's, we, you know, we're right by a fire station, y'all, so just bear yeah, with studio us. studio is right next to a fire station because we believe in first responders. Amen. Uh, and so... The first thing I was wanted to, the first top, the first bullet point I wanted to hit was just the career passions and okay. figuring out what that was and how I wanted to contribute to a world that I felt was in chaos, mm -hmm. you know, because of the pandemic and everything happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and the killing of George Floyd and the constant killing of black people um, at the at the hands of police. And so I was trying to figure out how I could best use my voice because I've always said while I obviously am a black person and have a black lived experience, protesting is not necessarily my thing. I, um, I like to protest in other ways by, mm -hmm. you know, by using my journalism as a source of activism yeah. in a sense, by telling other people's stories. Art through, activism through your art. Right, right. Yeah. So protesting was never, not really my thing, just, because of past experience, my own past experiences with police that I've had and altercations that I've had with police. And so I wanted to use my art as a way of activism and a protest. And so that meant applying to jobs. And, you know, this was during a time where a lot of companies were, all right, they're doing DNI inclusion and now they need, you know, a culture and culture and, and race reporter and things like that, you know? Yeah. And so I was applying to those things. Um, and obviously I'm still unemployed. So those things mm -hmm. didn't work out for me. I think, uh, first off, what do you have to say about, because you've witnessed this firsthand and what mm -hmm. I've had to deal with and am currently dealing with just on the topic of like purpose and your career. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think for me, it's always kind of coming back to that initial decision, that initial thought, that initial spark. And for whatever in you that awaken, once you were exposed to this as a potential career option, like journalism, digital, excuse me, digital journalism, cannot speak today. <laughs> it's okay. Digital journalism. Um, it is the understanding of something being extremely tough and daunting to kind of have to, you know, conquer. Mm -hmm. I think for me to watch you kind of go through these kind of hills, these peaks and valleys of, you know, getting somewhere, getting really great in a place and going really far in a certain maybe interview process or things mm -hmm. like that and things not working out. I think that those are the biggest pitfalls because there's so much, 
there is so much confirmation mm -hmm. in just advancing in terms of like a, a job process or interview process of you are on the right page. You do know what you're doing. You do know what you're talking about. And those things are great. But to be able to kind of have these like um, moments that raise you up, raise you up, and then you kind of hit the ceiling in a sense. I don't even know if it's a ceiling hit. It's more of a fall. Well, no, like hit the ceiling in terms of, yeah, you hit the ceiling and then you fall down. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you hit the ceiling and you fall. And it's just like, though, I think that those moments are where it's toughest to figure out how to support you and how to kind of keep you motivated because there is a part of you that understands that you have all this confirmation of, yes, you are on the right track. Yes, you do know what you're talking about. Yes, you are talented. Your material is good and all of these things. But then kind of coming to the realization of the competitiveness of the industry and being And the amount of people unemployed. The amount of people unemployed and the amount of people who are just as talented, just as strong yeah. or... If not you know, smarter or and or stronger smarter and more or, talented. You know, like, and then, you know, you know, all of these things that are tied into that. And it's, I think... I think in understanding what your passion is and choosing to pursue that passion, there is an understanding of the the nature of the industry. And accepting that or refuting that and getting something else or saying, you know what, this is the plan, this is what is laid out for me, and this is what I have to pursue. I, th I think that brings up that's a very good point that brings up my next, the, what you brought up earlier to, so we get to that part of the pandemic. And then the next portion that I guess I want to share is the, the highs and the lows. I am um, just to be a little candid. Obviously I'm not going to name the companies because I'm still hoping to work for them one day. Right. Can we uh, just make sure that those are not named? <laughs> yeah, I will not be, but Jane, I, Jane, Jane, can we intern? Thank you. Um, I was involved in two different company interviews for major brands that would have changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I made it all the way to the end. <laughs> I made it all the way to the end of both uh, and just came up short. Just came up short. That last hurdle um, because I wasn't chosen. And... It was really tough to take. It was really tough to swallow after going through, you know, so many rounds of interviews and, you know, even having to do a screen test or two and stuff, which, of course, I didn't mind. You know, I love doing stuff like that. But I think what really hurt was just getting so far. And it's like, ah, it's it's right. I can I can see it. I can smell it. I'm just trying to touch it, like grasp it and to not okay. be able to grasp it really hurt, you know, and kind it, it on top of having to job search is one thing, but then it's another thing when you're applying for a coveted position that two un, 200 other people also want and trying to find a way to stand out um, can do a lot to you. It can weigh on you. It can take a toll on you, you know, if you're constantly doing this. Um, and it did. I feel like I got to a point to where, you know, I mean depression and anxiety kind of run wild run run yeah. rampant you know because you 
you it, it makes you start to question your talent level. It makes you start to question if you're good enough. And it makes you start to question, is this even what you're supposed to be doing? You know, because all you hear are no's. And, you know, that whole saying of all you need is one yes, but you're not getting that yes. And that's tough. Like, yeah, like when you hear no after no after no after no and know that that's what all it takes. It's just like, okay, wait, where am I at? And is this what is, is this what out? I'm supposed to be yeah. doing? Yep. Yeah. And so, and so it, it was a lot of that and still some sort, you know, here and not as much back then. Uh, but you know, a little bit now, but it was a lot to take in and constantly be so, so close to getting something and then just out of your reach because then it just kind of disorients your whole world. Um, and so I say all of that to say is that I think what I'm stuck on now, and I want to get your thoughts on this trend is just trying to find a way to get other people to see your vision. You know, because I think there's a difference between the vision you have for your career versus the expectations that other people have for you in your career, or maybe the absence of expectation that other people have and Say what that, they think you're supposed to be doing. Okay. And I think that's what I feel like I am at the crossroads of, because I think there is a, okay. and, and when I say other people's expectations, it's like, oh, well, you're not getting this. Well, if you haven't thought about maybe doing this instead, and it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is what, what I want to do. This is what I'm focused on. This is what I need. Like, this is what I need to do to like be happy, to breathe, to like live my life. I need to be able to do this. Let me tell you this. Let me say this. And this is one thing that I feel like has been. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's been like evenly split or if it's been something that has kind of become more more of a realization or less of a realization. I would probably say less of a realization. Okay. But there has definitely been a shift in from as, an aspirational shift of what I'm talking about. For who? For you? No. Okay. I'm talking about more so for... Um, People in general. Okay. Explain. People in general. What I'm saying is, is that there used to be a, a aspiration, and the focus of that aspiration used to be able to provide for myself, take care of my kids, do uh, whatever I need to do, you know, be able to, right. you know, all of those things. And now there, there's been so more a shift of being in the position, following that passion, figuring out what I'm put on this earth to do. Right. What's my charge? What's my charge and following that. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's been, that's definitely been a shift and that has kind of echoed, if you will, <laughs> echoed throughout the millennial generation. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I think why is because there's so much happening in the world right yeah. now. Like, I feel like I turn on the news every day and it's another historic first. And I don't mm -hmm. know how many historic, more historic firsts I have in me. Like, can we get a break, you know? So I, I think on that, on top of the pandemic that literally shut down the world for an entire year, put that on top of being unemployed and having to, like, 
look for work again, but then also realize that there are millions, literally millions of other people unemployed and going through the same struggles. And so I think where I'm at now is that I'm trying to figure out a way to fail forward because I'm failing still. <laughs> I'm failing. I'm still unemployed and yeah. I'm, I haven't landed that job that I know that I can land, yeah. you know, that I know I can do. And I think at this point in my mind, I just think like, gosh, all I need is one. Yes. Like give me, let me earn this opportunity or, you know, through the interview process, give me this opportunity and just move out of my way and let me go. Because like, I promise you, you won't regret it. Yeah. I feel like that's a space I'm in, but I'm just trying to find a way to fail forward and not, keep myself in these these valleys you know peaks and valleys we talk about peaks and valleys all of the time I, well i've seen you go through certain peaks and valleys yeah. of having excitement about a certain opportunity and then like you know the bottom falling out you know what i'm saying or a big or depressed. being right there of being like oh it's between me and so and so it's like okay yeah and, and it's tough and it's like you know um what, yeah, like, what What am I doing with the years that I have left, you know? It's it just, I don't know, it's just, a, I know it's pretty heavy, but I, I wanted to share Child. a little bit of my experience, because I think it's always important. I think on social media, we all, and especially LinkedIn, we always see people's wins, but we never really hear a lot about people's losses. We never do. And so I just I am currently losing. <laughs> I am losing right now. I won't lose forever. But I'll I'm tell saying, you that. But you know what? And let's not even look at it as that. Let's look at it more so as mm-hmm. a you're going through the chrysalis stage. Yeah, it, yeah. it is a long okay. ass chrysalis stage. And what this is, and what I always say, and you know what? This is the thing mm-hmm. because you know I've actually been going through my own thing. You have. Absolutely. You know, I've been going through my own stuff with my job and wanting to kind of leave and wanting to kind of get out and or and, and like I'm I know I'm not supposed to be here. Let me get out of this situation mm-hmm. ASAP. And you know, the thing that I've always told myself in those instances is if you saw the size of the blessing coming you would understand the battle that you're fighting. I hope that's true. And that's what it is. Because I'm losing the battle right And that's what it's been for me. And you know what I'm saying? I'm finally seeing a light at the end of my tunnel. Mm -hmm. You know, after being five years at a company, I'm leaving. I'm going to a... (laughs) Congratulations. A a, a new career. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, I'm starting a new job, guys. Um, very soon, and I'm excited about it. And there's a lot of good I'm shit with for it. You. But yeah, but but no. But what I'm saying is, is like, if you saw the size of the battle that you're fighting, you would mm-hmm. understand the blessing that is coming. Okay, and you have to understand what is going to make for a better story at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. What's going to make for a better story, and that's you're what right. I want you to focus on. You're right. So. All right. Well, with that said, I just wanted to share my little story, but then also kind of tie it back to purpose, because I feel like I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And, you know, seeing both of our journeys and seeing you get uh, 
take that next step, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really inspiring, you know, it's like because I, I've watched you struggle and yeah. I've watched you put up with things that, you know, no one should have to put up with. Disrespect it. And still come out on top. Put down. It gives me hope. But beaten then, down, beaten up. <laughs> bruised, but not broke. Bruised. Hello? <laughs> Let's be not, real not, about not, it. Don't get me preaching in here today. Okay. Uh, but no, it gives me a little hope, you know, constantly still, because there are times where I'm just like, do I want to give this up? Like, do I want to yeah. give this up and just go yeah, find that. something else to do? Yeah. And it is hard. So, yeah, I think that I think it's great. And I think you're going to do amazing. And I'm excited to oh, thank you. See all of that. So, well, I'm and I'm and even more excited to see what is coming out on the end of this sleeping on your couch still. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm excited because I definitely and I want to be brought along. This is all an investment. Let me tell you, listen, when it when it hits and when we're doing the story, I'll. Listen, I already know who I want to play me in your life story. Oh, really? Who? I'll, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly who I want to play me. No, why would you do that to me? You sound like Aretha Franklin trying to get Halle Berry uh, to play her. That's what you sound like. I want Halle Berry to play me. I want me. Halle Berry to play me. They were like, what about Queen Latifah? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Um, that's what you sound like yeah i saw i yeah i just want to have listen because when it hits whatever you come out on the other side of this marcus and you have to know that it's coming um, I, I hope so you have to know that it's I coming so. and you have to kind of be steadfast in that that this yeah. is the path that you chose and this is where this is you're going to stay on this course and so in understanding that I just want to have a choice in who's going to play I, just, me. I still I can't get over this Michael B. Jordan. I thought <laughs> Thank Michael you B. Jordan would be a good laugh. choice. Thank you for making me laugh because I was getting into my feelings again. <laughs> Do you think somebody should be somebody shorter? Uh, yeah, and more that looks like you. <laughs> I think, okay, well, I would say um, Walker Too Lit on Instagram. No. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> So He's we're going to come back to this in episode two. Think Who's about it. Who would you want to play you in a bio, in a biopic? Because I'm going to think of mine as well. If it's not Walker Too Lit, the show, I, I'm not greenlighting <laughs> <Cancel> anything. It. <laughs> Cancel it. Okay, so wait. So let's take another break. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope that this encourages and inspires anybody else, hopefully, who may be unemployed. Don't give up. Keep it moving. We're going to make it. We have no other choice. If what your if your passion is your purpose, it will all work out. I hope. <laughs> all right, it will. It will. Know that it will. All right. Let's take another break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Hello. It is time for our signature segment. There it goes. Okay, that feels more. That's our what it is. I knew it. segment. Yeah. It is time for our signature segment, fizz or flat. You're going to explain? Oh, I, okay. I thought that that was you. No, that's you. I'm looking at the outline it's right your, now. Do your show, girl. Do your show. I'm looking at the outline right now. So <laughs> fizz or flat is our time to rate some of the top pop culture moments and give us a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat 
if, if we're, we're not. Okay, Marcus, let's go. What do you have up? So first off, I want to give the biggest, biggest, biggest of fizzes to Wanda, Wanda, Wanda Vision, Wanda, Wanda, Wanda Vision, Wanda Vision, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been my show. I watched Wanda Vision. I didn't watch the Oh my the gosh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The one. storytelling and the character development happening in these shows, and like the bigger implications that this will have on the Marvel. Marvel Universe, if you can tell, I am an MCU stan. This is huge. WandaVision was such a good show. WandaVision was Ugh. really good. And I'm not even Ugh. I'm not even big on like superheroes. And so if but you Trent are not, was gagging. If you are not big on like superheroes and that's not your thing, or the Marvel World, Marvel Universe, like that's completely fine. Watch this show. WandaVision was so this one is, good. This one this one was a very interesting um well done, creative show. And hats off to Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, and Katherine Hahn acting on 10. To be able to go through all of those eras. I thought it was really good. It was really well done. The acting was on point. And, and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is also a really, really good show. I haven't got into that one yet. But. So Sam's story and being able to see just so many more black people on screen and like in the MCU is amazing and like figuring out his story and getting that character development now that we didn't get in the winter soldier and civil war is amazing wait 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 no i did see a clip of this right because you were watching it the other day this is the one with the captain america with the mental health problems uh i don't think ptsd ptsd yeah with ptsd that's a mental health problem yeah i guess so yeah but it's a really good show and if you haven't watched either of those Definitely go watch. Also, be aware that Loki is another show that you all need to be on the lookout for. If you're a fan of the MCU or just looking for something new to watch, it's going to be amazing as well. So that all gets a huge, huge fizz for me. Okay, Trent, what do you got next? Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about that I think that we need to talk about and that might not be on everyone's radar. I don't know about this, so please. Yes, is WrestleMania 37 (laughs) main event. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> and how historical it was. Why? Was for it? the WWE. Okay. 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 So shout out to my girls, Bianca Blair, or Belair, excuse Bianca me, Belair. Ugh, I don't like that name. But then also <laughs> Sasha Banks. Okay. Okay. Two African American women. Okay. Who headed up and fought in the title event for WrestleMania 37. I'm rooting for everybody black. This was dope. Okay, And I'm not even... I want to let y'all know. I'm going to be full transparency. I'm not even a wrestling person. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it was something that I watched back in the day. But I kind of got out of it. The same. I watched. But I kind of keep it in my peripheral. Right. If you will. (laughs) Not peripheral. Uh, in, in my peripheral, if you will. Okay. But this, y'all, y'all have to understand how big this is. Okay? For a sport that's been dominated by white people, white men specifically, for these two African-American women to be in the title headlining fight of an entire event, it's WrestleMania. the first time it's ever happened, right? This is the first time that it's ever happened. Another historic first. Okay. All right. So I just want to be, I want to be clear about that. But then also WWE 
in this title historical fight saw record 1.1 billion video views. Of course. Okay. Black Marking women a, give it to you every time. And this is and this was as reported by Variety. Okay, by Variety, marking a 14% increase year over year. All right. Black girl magic. 115 million engagement on social media. And a hundred and two percent increase in uh Facebook as well as Twitter or no, Instagram. No, 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 no. I lost my spot. No. hundred and two oh yeah, sorry. Hundred and two percent in Twitter. You you're right, Twitter. So Black women will do it for you every time. Shout out. Shout out. Sold to out. Them. Sold of out. Course. So the capacity was capped. Of course. But I just have to give a shout out to Bianca Belair and um, Sasha Banks for doing this. So, Are you sure it's not Bianca Belair? I don't know. I, I So I really, to be honest with you, when I saw her, I was like, ah, girl. So Bianca <laughs> has like a ponytail all the way down uh-huh. to her fucking feet. Okay. I I really don't know her. It might be Belair. Like, you think like French, uh, Fresh Prince of right. Belair? Right. I feel oh, like maybe. it might be Bianca Belair. And then maybe. Sasha. And she is really swinging this ponytail. I think it has a <laughs> magnet at the bottom of it. Oh, to keep it like down. Well, to keep it down, but then also so she can do that Sweet. like whip Beyonce thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So well, shout out. Yeah. So I definitely give this a fizz. I'm here for it. Fizz. This is history being made. Shout out to um, black women once again dominating in a sport that is not historically ever been set up for us the trendsetters so, so shout out to you ladies yes yeah and bianca won just for those i was who don't ready know. to ask who won yeah. bianca shout with that out. ponytail <laughs> all right my only other fizz are flat that i had uh the godzilla versus kong movie um mm, okay so how do i want to say this it's a flat for me Okay. I think what the monster verse in Warner Brothers with this Godzilla Kong King Kong property, I think they need to just de or I don't want to say eliminate, but significantly downsize the human plot points because they're not very interesting, nor do we care. I yeah. think maybe the focus should be more on developing like godzilla and kong's backstories in the future and building out their history because they sort of alluded to it in king kong versus godzilla with kong they were building out his backstory but it would be nice to get even more um development of that ancient city that we found out in the other the godzilla king of the monsters movie um when he was down in the middle of the, the realm, whatever. Child, and I know you, you, don't you might as well be speaking German right, to me because I don't know <laughs> any... Uh, you might as well be speaking you might not uh, know, Chinese to me but because... But the pop stars know. Isn't that where... Uh, where's uh, Godzilla from China? Japan. Ja- you might as well be speaking Japanese oh, to me, Well, honey. the pop stars, the, whoever's the fans, they know what I'm talking about. You might... Look, hello. And so I just wish that there would be more involvement like that. I, I love the monster fights. I thought Tokyo, the background of Tokyo... Uh, Who won? Or Hong Kong looked great. Godzilla won, technically. And this, Shout out. Yeah. But then they had to like, I mean, they spoiler said, alert. They said stop Asia hate. <laughs> spoiler alert. It was one of those movies where like Godzilla and Kong fought 
and Godzilla ended up winning, but like then they had to team up and go up against Mecha Godzilla, who was like the big villain after all. What? Yeah, it's crazy. So, Child. but I, I just anyway. think it's gonna be. I'm excited. I watched it. Obviously, I was going to support because I loved Godzilla King of the Monsters. I thought that was a dope ass movie. Um, but I will be supporting. But I just think moving forward, it would be nice to maybe have some more of that. But unfortunately, I have to give this movie a flat. I'm going to go with you because you know I don't look. Don't you know, you come to me for all your yeah, magical monster opinions. I got you. So, all right, what else you got? Okay, so for me, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is Aunt Viv is coming back to TV, y'all. Can I just give a standing, like, applause? When I say I am rooting for Janet to get her career back on track. That's because right. I'm here for it. So, who we all call Aunt Viv, belovedly... Aunt Viv number uh, one. ...is Janet Hubert, who is coming back to primetime television and starring in the TBS comedy, uh, The Last OG. Yes, with Tiffany Haddish and Tracy Morgan. Yes, and so uh, Janet Hubert, as reported by Deadline, is going to be playing Miss May Miller, uh, one of the oldest and dearest friends of Anna Maria Horsford, who was actually also in Amen as well as The Wayans. Um, who did she play in The Wayans? She was uh, the the police officer. Oh, D? D, yes. Oh! Yeah. I didn't know she was in The Last OG. Yep, yep. So Good she for is, her. So she is going to be there. So really excited. Now, what I'm trying to figure out, and I'm really happy for this, I'm excited for this. I'm also very much rooting for Janet Hubert. What I want to know, and this is just the messiness in me. Okay. Is that, is this based off her participation within the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion? (laughs) I think it was in Janet's... I just want to keep it real. Yeah, you are. Okay, so I'm going to say this. Because you have to play the game. Yes. And for a long time, she, she refused. She, she refused to play the game. Boom. I think She that, said, no, boom. I'm not going to do this. Exactly no, I'm about not to about say. to do this with y'all. That's exactly what I was about to say, is that you have to play the game. And I think she realized, again, her purpose might have been acting. And yep. so she wanted to really get back in. So she knew she was going to have to mend fences. Yep. And so mending the hugest men fence was the Fresh Prince of Bella cast. I agree. And I think that that set her on a trajectory of, okay, now I've got all of these people to vouch for me. Let's start going for work. Yep. And it's paying off. And I root for her because I want her to be as big as she wants to be. Yep. I think she's a good actress. I think she is too. I she's loved amazing. her in Janet. I loved her as Aunt Viv. I can't wait to see her in this and kind of see her acting skills even more. Yep. And I'm, I'm here for it. But I agree. I think you have to be able to get along with everyone. And you have to kind of play this game. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say this in a trivial aspect. But when I say the game, you have there are ebbs and flows when it comes to entertainment in oh, Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes you may have to work with people that you don't like. But get if that ass. gets you to the bigger movie. Exactly. Then you do what you need to do. Work with those people. Keep your mouth shut. That's how, play I'm the just, game. I'm just wanting us to keep it real. And I'm like, Janet, yeah. I love that you finally started playing the game. And you went and you came and you did that reunion special. And now look at you. And now, okay, this is got where a, we're at. Got a gig. Boom. Got a gig. 
So. And this will probably lead to more gigs. So I'm hoping so. I'm pre- I'm here. Fizz. It's a fizz for it's me. It's a fizz for me as well. What else you got? Okay, so I want to wrap it up with this. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Friday. Okay, so April oh, 23rd, yeah. Friday, the Black Lady Sketch Show is coming back. Okay, now some of you might be like, Trent, what? Wait, guys, when I tell you, I feel... I have a good feeling about this. But I'm going to say because you know I'll be the I'm, I'm the one to keep us in check, just like other people would. No, I have a really good and feeling season, about this. Uh, the other season, we talked about Black Lady no, Sketch Show. No, we, we, we didn't talked like about it the issues that we when, saw when in we season thought one. Should be better. And, I, and I'm, I have a really good feeling that things have changed, and I okay. feel like that that we got a good handle on it this year. I laughed at this trailer. Yeah. So the trailer came out earlier last week. Yeah. Season two is coming back. Full force. So this Friday, be ready to check it out. I mean, it appears that this season is going to be star packed. You want me to run Just down like the last list? season? I'm sure. You want me to run down this list? Run it. Okay. I mean, we have Gabrielle Union. We have Issa Rae, of course. Amber Riley. We have Miguel. Jesse Williams. Scott Jackson. Laz Alonzo. Kim Wayans. Aisha Curry. Omarion. Lance Gross. We have um. Algie Smith, Kim Coles, Elise Neal. We have uh, Wunmi Mosaku, the lady from uh, the uh, Lovecraft, the sister from Lovecraft. Oh, Journey yeah. Smollett's sister yeah, from yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah. Okay. We have Avion Crockett. We have Richard T. Jones. Okay. Now, with the core cast, we have Robin Thede coming back. So that was also, 17 guest stars, by the way. I mean, y'all, it's, it's so many people. We also have um, added to that Sky Townsend is coming back. That was a name that I haven't heard in a while. She has a big social media following, but she is the daughter of Robert Townsend. And what is she? Is she like joining the cast? Or she's joining she's the core cast. Star? Yep. Oh, is she? Yep. Interesting. Um, it doesn't look like uh, Quinta mm-hmm. is going to be available because of like COVID related reasons. But she, well, Quinta also got her own show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Quinta also landed her own show. Oh, I love that. I so didn't know that. was that the case, maybe? Possibly that is the case. So Quinta's not going to be in this season. I don't... I, I, We haven't... At least we haven't seen her. I hope that she is. Interesting. I didn't know that. But, I, I mean, we will see what happens. Um, yeah, Quinta landed her own show, and somebody um, that you that I know you know is got, got a part on me. the cast. You know you know me. Holler at me. I know you know me. <laughs> Got a part on the cat. Well, I mean, I give this a fizz. Yeah, I definitely give this a fizz. I always support everybody. I am really excited about this. Um, So be ready at 10 o'clock. Where? um, On HBO. HBO Max. This Friday. Shout out. Okay. Cool. Well, is that everything? That's it for me. Well, I think we've given you all a jam-packed premiere episode. We've had some highs. We've had some emotional moments. We've... Oh, what is your takeaway from this episode? Giving you the best that I've got. Come on. Um, What's your takeaway? I think for me, the biggest thing, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier in your segment, in the spill segment of um, the peaks and valleys of Mm -hmm. setting out what what we are put on this earth to do and the aspirations that we have. 
and how sometimes those two can conflict um, and having to be mindful to stay on the course. Mm-hmm. I agree. On I, the I, path. I think that's my uh, moment from the episode too is the peaks and valleys and really, really honing in on what your purpose is and sticking to that. You know, if you're confident and you feel like that this is what you're truly supposed to be doing and this is the gift that you have to give to the world, stick to that vision and it yeah. will come true. And that's what I'm holding on to mm-hmm. because I feel very strongly about my vision. And so now I'm just waiting on that one person that can, is that has the ability to say yes to help put me in that in the best position possible. Okay, where can they find us? All right, so if you are not following us, Which question you number be. one, what's going on Why with you? Why aren't you? What's up? <laughs> where, where, where are your antennas? <laughs> Rude. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. Boom. Okay. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Cold Pop Podcast. Gotcha. All right. Uh, you can find me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram. And you can find me... And Twitter. Oh, and Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter now. And you can find me at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on all platforms. So, with that being said... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Also, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you guys want to write into us, um, if you have comments about a past episode or things that you agree with or other feedback that you wanted to give, shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. And be on the lookout for other content um, yeah. that we'll and be providing. check out our YouTube. Yes. Check yes. out our YouTube. Cold Pop Show. Just type in Cold Pop Show and we'll come up. We'll My come beautiful up. face will be there. And be on the lookout for some refills. We have some very fun things planned for you guys. Definitely. Some extra tidbits, some bonus content. So just be on the lookout. Season 4 is here and we are back. The budget is lit. Hashtag so get CP4. <laughs> alright guys well thanks so much for listening and we'll catch y'all next week we got commercials and shit <laughs> shit bye <laughs>